Hey friends, I'm so excited because this Friday, May 8th at 2 p.m., we will be doing a free webinar sharing with you the five steps to grow your hair and make a business. In this webinar, I'm going to show you how you can eliminate the roadblocks that are causing you to feel stuck or fear of moving forward. If a part of you desires success and taking your business to the next level, then we need to take steps into that direction, gain clarity, confidence, and guidance with the Pivot to Profit Roadmap. I will show you the five steps that's gonna take to move the needle. Sign up today by going in today's podcast show notes for the web address and sign up today. I'm so excited. I'll see you Friday, May 8th at 2 p.m. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Life after beauty school, okay? Right now, I'm telling you guys, if you have the opportunity, you need to start thinking and visualizing what your career is gonna be. And start thinking about three years from now, five years from now, what is that gonna look like? And I think that when in beauty school, once you get your license, we have to set ourselves up for success. There are so many options, which is the such great thing about this industry is that it's not just you go to a desk job or you have to work in a factory. It's There's so many options to explore. So I really want us to dive in and explore our options. So that's the sweet options for us to dive into. We've got our salon and spas, sales, education, freelancer, salon suite owner, booth renter, agency union. Just looking at all of these different options that we have in front of us, How many of you have an idea of which one you would be most interested in exploring? Let's see it in the chat box. Salon, sales, anybody wanna work in the movies? Don't be shy, guys. Freelance, I think, sales, freelance, salon, salon. I could really do anything. That's that's the spirit, right? Awesome. So let's let's go into these different categories and talk about them a little bit so we can see like the pros, the cons, and, and all the different details that are involved in this, okay? So let's start first with the most popular, the salon, spa, and barbershop. Now, what I love about salons is that they typically have great education already laid out for you. They have connections with different people in the industry, so they're bringing Um, outside educators in, you're going to be having a lot of in-salon classes. It's a great way for you to hone in on your specialty. Some salons are departmentalized, so you could do color or you could do cut. Um, Maybe you really just want to focus on skincare or makeup, right? 
So going to a salon that's departmentalized, you can really specify and get focused, super specific on the area that you love to do the most. Um, there's also salons that do a little bit of everything. For my salon, we do a little bit of everything just because I like to do a little bit of everything. I actually started out though at a salon where we were departmentalized, but I'm very thankful that I did that because it really helped mold and shape to the artist that I've become today. Um, they also have a lot of continuing education. As you guys already know that you have to up, uh, keep update with your license. So 14 hours every other year if you're a cosmetologist. Um, they also do in-salon training, like one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I have some friends in Chicago, downtown Chicago. Their training program is like two years long. That's a really long time. However, you are going to be a master, amazing at your craft when you're done with that program. You could be assisting a master artist as well. I mean, can you imagine one-on-one -on -one working with somebody who is like a six-figure artist? You know, I don't care. I'll be ripping foils for somebody who is in that nature, right? Especially from the very beginning of your career, to have an opportunity like that, I think is extra special. Um, and I think that if you can find that coach, find that mentor from the very beginning, you are in a very sweet spot. Um, being a part of a salon, spa, barbershop, it gives you the opportunity to be on a platform where they can help build your book. In the beginning, when we're outside of outside of school, I hear a lot of students always tell me like they want to get really fast at cutting hair. Um, they want to build a book really fast. But at the same time, I know that that's what we ultimately desire. We need to really cultivate and nurture our craft. There's so much to learn when you're done with beauty school and, and how to hold your shears correctly or comb. Uh, when you're cutting hair, or how to um, brush methodically when you're doing updos. There is so much more to learn. If you can put yourself in an environment that you can um, really hone in on your craft or really create like a niche specialty, I think that's an amazing opportunity. At a salon and spa, you can get more walk-ins. You also have a team that you can bounce back off with. So like, let's say somebody colors hair, but you love to cut. You guys can share clients with each other. Same thing if there's a, a spa and there's estheticians, those clients that come in are receiving maybe facials, but now it's a great opportunity that you could be cutting their hair. So it's a great way that you can build your books and build them up fast by using their, their brand and their reputation as well. Um, there's going to be a lot more structure in this type of model. So they're going to usually dictate what your hours are. Could be some pros and cons. Usually when you're first um, getting out into the industry and you go this route, they're probably going to tell you that you need to be working nights and working weekends. And that's just where we make our money, right? Um, you also need to be adapting to their culture and their brand, the way they do things, the way they say things. They might also dictate what type of clothing you wear as well. So I think that the salon and spas are a great avenue to go. Um, and I think that if you're really looking to get really good at your skills, I think from the very beginning, this is an awesome way to go. So after hearing a little bit more about the spas and, and um, salons, barbershops, how many people think that this is what they want to do? Let's see in the chat box. Abigail says, me. Isaac, 100%. Olivia, Lindsay, awesome. I think it's where I want to start out. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Let's explore some more. Okay. All right. Sales representative. Okay. 
I love this particular avenue. It's probably not the most popular um, per se, but I think it's really great because I know myself as a salon owner, I highly rely on my sales rep to come in and, and educate me all about the latest and greatest products that are out in the market. She also tells me how to use products and who are they good for and what makes this product beneficial to use and to use for my clients. She's going to help nurture my business so I can sell more products. If you love being in sales, if you love talking to a lot of people, maybe you like to travel, this is a great avenue to explore. Um, like I said, you'll be traveling quite a bit. My particular sales rep, she takes care of uh, about 200 salons, which is kind of a lot to get to know all of those people. But what's cool is you can go to these salons and you can teach in salon classes or you could do one-on-one -on -one with the business owner or the manager. So you have this really great connection and relationship um, that people are constantly calling you and, and seeking out your help and your guidance. You'll also probably have a team of people that you'll be working at, with as well. A manufacturer is in charge of several different brands. So you're gonna be, have to, to be known as the expert in several different brands but it could be really fun as well. My rep, she's had the opportunity to go to um, Italy, Australia, Europe, uh, Mexico, and all over the US. So if you like to travel, you like um, a fun lifestyle where it's a little bit all over the place, a sales rep might be a good avenue to go for you. How many think that this could be something that they would be interested in doing? Anybody? Abigail, definitely. I love to travel, me too. Love it, awesome. Okay, let's talk about the next one, educator. Now an educator, this could be a couple of different ways. You could be an educator for a school, which means after you attain your beauty uh, school license, you're gonna have to go back to school, do some more education to earn another license in order to teach. Teachers are essential. They're always looking for great people. So if you have that natural tendency to want to show people how to do things, you're a helper, you like to teach, this could be a great avenue for you. You could be working for a manufacturer and a manufacturer would be like either tools or products and you would learn how to use their tools or products to showcase how that works. You would be going to shows or in salon, um, I myself had the opportunity to work for a company called Aquage. If, I don't know if you guys have heard of that company before. Um, the, the training program was intense. I had to do a lot of uh, recordings and training. I had to do an updo like 100 times on a mannequin before I got passed onto the next level. I had to know every single detail about every single product. We had to do updos and makeup and we would do fashion shows. We would get on stage and perform in front of hundreds of people. It was really intense, super fun. We had a lot of traveling and I would have to say that that was one of the opportunities that really jumped my career to the next level because I was hanging out with all these amazing artists, celebrity artists, and you know, I was I was able to just watch them so closely and follow along with them. And if you can partner up with somebody who is just well-known, highly reputable educator, I mean, you're golden. And you guys, just to let you know, you don't have to pick one or another area to go. You can do multiple things with your license and you can do them all at the same time. Though I myself was working full-time behind the chair and an educator for Aquash. So I was working Tuesday through Saturday and then traveling Sunday and Monday to go educate. 
it was pretty crazy. And I did that for about six years before I was like, I'm done. Um, I'm going to just start becoming an independent educator, which is another cool area that you could take your career. So an independent uh, educator is somebody who defines themselves as an expert in something. So you know what? It doesn't matter if you're fresh out of beauty school. If you really know how to do something well and you like to teach it and you can market yourself as that expert in that area, then why not? You know, one of my girlfriends, she's a makeup artist. And as soon as she graduated cosmetology school, she went on to a makeup school. And then once she had her certification with um, makeup, she started marketing herself and became a six-figure makeup artist educator. And so, you know, just because you don't have a ton of experience doesn't necessarily mean that you're not qualified. So I think that it really just takes the right personality, um, the right motive, motivation, and the desire to do so. You really will have to market yourself a lot. And don't forget, if you work for yourself, you got to pay taxes and buy all your inventory. And you have to market yourself like crazy because you have to build up your audience. You have to come up with your own content to teach. Um, but this is such a, a great avenue to experience as well. I myself, I love it because I love teaching and I love helping. Um, so who thinks that being an educator would be something fun that they would like to explore? Jasmine, most definitely, maybe an independent educator. Not really. I would like this along with sales. I don't think it's for me. I've definitely thought about it. Yeah. And, and who knows where your career could take you. You know, let's say you started behind the chair and then all of a sudden you decide, I think I want a little extra more in my life. I need something else to fulfill me. You can always jump and do something else or add it to what you're already doing. Perfect. Okay. Let's talk about being a freelancer, a salon suite owner, booth renter. Now, the sweet thing about this is that you get to create your own schedule. So, and you're you are your own boss. So, if you if you're a bossy person like myself, then you might like this avenue cuz you get to call all the shots. You create your own schedule. So this is great, especially if you have kids. Maybe you don't have um, the opportunity to work maybe full-time. Maybe you don't like nights. Maybe you can't work weekends. Whatever it may be, you get to create your schedule to whatever you want it to be. Don't forget, you always work for somebody. So you might be working for your clients, uh, but you also have to establish that re those relationships with people and also have boundaries with people as well. Pros and cons to this, you know, um, when I first started, when I became a salon suite owner, I realized, well, this is crazy. People are texting me at one in the morning about their hair, you know, like it, it can get really crazy, but you have to really um, focus on different business tactics to help build your business very strongly. And it definitely is a learning curve in the very beginning. It's probably not what I would recommend right out of the gate from beauty school. However, I would keep it in your back pocket of something that could be highly successful if you have a book of business. If you're just graduating and moving to a model like this, if you are a hustler, if you are not afraid to pound the pavement, knocking on people's doors and telling people, hey, I do hair, I wanna do your hair, and really drawing in that crowd into your business, you have to have that personality in order to make this successful. Otherwise, it's going to be feeling like you're just paying bill after bill and not making an income. 
And that's, you know, we, we, as much as we love doing hair, we love doing makeup. I think most of us love making money, right? Uh, and which you can be highly profitable in these areas as well. You're going to be constantly marketing yourself. Marketing is a full-time job. Um, you have to be on very present on social media. You have to be out there in your community and really connecting with other people to help uh, build your book of business as well. Um, but building your own book of business is it's not easy, um, but it doesn't have to be hard and it's definitely doable. I think that it does take it's a little bit of a learning curve to figure out what do you like to do? What's profitable for you? You know, if you really love cutting, you might want to be working with somebody who does color, you know, and if you're a salon suite owner by yourself, you are a one man show. I mean, you're ripping your own foils, sweeping, doing towels, you're wearing all the hats. So if you are a very type A bossy person, you might love this route. Um, freelancing is pretty cool too which kind of flows into our next avenue that we want to look at as well. Um, you could be the freelance educator. You could be uh, a freelance doing like photography and things like that, uh, doing photo shoots, I mean. So who thinks that booth renting, uh, salon suite ownership, freelancing, who thinks that that would be a good avenue for them? I just want that community atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe once I studied career, yeah. You mean me not as interested? I would. That definitely, for me, it was a little bit of a culture shock going from a huge salon and spa to all of a sudden I was in a salon suite by myself. I was like, is anybody here? <laughs> it can be a little isolating. Another thing about being a freelancer though, which you could do this as you're working behind the chair if your boss allows it, is that you could be a freelance bridal artist. Now my business is very focused on doing weddings and if you don't mind working weekends, which when most weddings are, this could be a really great avenue to pull in some extra income. Um, I find it to be very filling to my uh, soul because I love doing makeup, I love doing updos, but it also fills my pockets. So I like that as well. So it's a, a double bonus for myself. Uh, being a freelance bridal artist. So that's a, a good option for you guys if anybody loves doing updos or makeup and things like that. Okay, and the last avenue to take a look at is the agency and union. Okay, so this is a little bit more of a cutthroat type of avenue to go in. However, it's all about having the right portfolio, networking, knowing the right people. If you're one who's like really creative, maybe you love doing, um, uh, working with wigs or special effects makeup, um, maybe you want to get into like movies or film or theater plays, um, fashion shows, you know, you could, you could work um, at the New York Fashion Week, when that when that ever opens up, you could work and do commercials or work um, doing print magazines. This is a pretty cool area to explore. Um, I had the opportunity to explore it a little bit. It wasn't really exactly what I wanted per se. However, it was fun to explore. Um, photo shoots is something I love. Now I get to do photo shoots for myself. Um, and do a lot of like collaboration work with other photographers to do bridal photo shoots. So that I love. Um, but if going into TV, going into theater, you guys, you don't have to work just behind the chair. Dream big. You know, if you want to go 
and work in the movies, then do it. And, and I think that you just have to get out there and create that momentum, start building a portfolio. If you don't know what a portfolio, portfolio is basically showcasing all of your work. You have to start somewhere. I would probably say if you want to get into this industry, um, start connecting with agencies, start connecting with photographers and practice, practice, practice so you can get really good at it. So when all of a sudden um, that opportunity presents itself, you're going to get hired, right? How many people think that working for an agent or being in the union doing movies is something that they would want to explore? Seems fun and adventurous. Absolutely. Very cool. And, and for this particular industry as well, I mean, if you're going to be on a, a TV set or a movie set, I mean, you're booked out for a very long time with this job. Um, some of the, the film and photo shoots that I have done, um, it paid very well. And I, I was like, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this because I had to do makeup and hair. And I'm telling you guys, I had to do basically hardly any makeup and the um, hairstyle was a ponytail. But yet I got paid big bucks for doing it. Um, so, you know, it could be pretty fun uh, to be on set and do this, some things like that, too. Um, I thought about working with celebrities, but not in movies or anything. Absolutely. I mean, you could totally market yourself as a celebrity artist once you actually have a client who is a celebrity. It may take some time, but it's really about building uh, relationships with people, networking, and getting that great portfolio out. Okay, so now that we've talked about uh, five different avenues that we could take our license, all right, the first things first, we got to get our license. Okay, I need a confirmation right now from everybody that you are going to get your license. Give me a yes, give me a thumbs up. Yes, 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 yes. Raise your hands. Definitely, definitely. You guys did not work this hard, come this far to not get your license. You got to get it. I want to get it early. Absolutely. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you guys. It's too often and it's unfortunate that we see a lot of people go through these programs and they just don't get their license. For whatever the fear is, put it in the back seat. It can travel with you, but it's not going to drive. Okay. So make sure that after school, you just study, rely on your teachers to help you. They are all there for you. Go get that license. Okay. And that way, you can select any of these five different areas or all five, whatever you'd like to do, and you can become very successful. So what I want us to do right now in this downtime that we may have, if you have 15 minutes to spare, however much you got, I need you guys to visualize what you are going to do in the next three years. You have to think about where you want to go because you need to start off on the right foot, okay? I highly would suggest to most of you that checking out salons is probably going to be the best way to go because sometimes when you are just getting out of beauty school, you're like, I, I really think I'm good at color or I think I'm really good at this, but you haven't had enough experience to really know 100% for sure if that's the route you should go. So I highly suggest going to a salon to work so you have that support, you have that teamwork, you're able to really start to hone in on that craft that you feel like you are really good at, just to make sure that that's really what you want to do. Because eventually when you start to gain that momentum, you'll say, all right, you know what? I'm really good at updos. I'm going to take this and I'm going to run with it. And maybe I'm going to start my own business or in freelance. Maybe I want to educate. You know, I think that by being in a group of 
uh, salons, then I think that can really help lead you into the right direction. I also want you guys to start building out your resume. Yes, we will get to all of your questions at the end of this class. So make sure to uh, jot that question down and I'll make sure to answer it at the end of the class. Uh, I want you guys to start building out your resume, okay? Using this time to really create something that is gonna stand out. Now, some of you may have not had any jobs, okay? Maybe some of you have um, worked at a restaurant, worked at a store. Honestly, I don't really care about that stuff. You know what I care about? I get resumes all the time. And oftentimes I'm like, I don't even know why I would call this person. Sometimes I feel like they're just writing a resume to send out to everybody. Um, but what I would be very curious about is what are you doing right now that can help you stand out? And so what I like to look at is how did you spend your time? Were you volunteering? How did you help your team succeed in something? Is there any like leadership programs available that you could be a part of? I really want to know if I'm going to hire you, what are you going to bring to the table? You know, I, I honestly, I don't care if you had any work experience, but I want to know, oh, you know what? She in high school, she was a cheerleader or she was on the debate team or she, you know, if there was any type of extracurricular thing that you have done, I want to know about it. Did you volunteer your time? Were you volunteering in a nursing home? It just shows me more about your personality, how you care about others. I mean, we are in a service-based industry. How are you serving your team? How are you serving your school? And I imagine being at a pivot point school, there's lots of different opportunities available, right, Mr. Ken? Yeah. Um, and then... The next thing is you obviously have to apply. Now, I really wanna make sure that um, you guys take your time and creep on all of these salons, okay? There in Naperville, where I'm from, there's like over 200 salons. You guys are lucky because you get to be very selective. But I want you to do your homework, okay? Because if you're really into doing like, um, you love undercuts, you love geometrical haircuts, maybe you like lime green, bold fashion colors. Awesome, that's great. You better be looking at that salon's Instagram feed because if you don't see that style there, they're not really gonna be your jam, okay? So make sure that you are looking at their Instagram, their Facebook, their website. Does their style aesthetic match with what you like to do? You know, if you're big into like weddings and updos, you better see brides and things like that on their Instagram. Otherwise, don't waste your time. You know, they may be a reputable, awesome salon with great education, but if you don't really feel like that's you and that's what you want to do, then, you know, there's over 200 salons. You have options. So that's really a great thing to have. Um, let's see here. Okay, so resumes. Resumes can be a little daunting, especially if you've never written one before. No worries. On my website, jenniferjadealvarez.com, I've got a lot of free resources on how to create a resume and what to include on that. I definitely would, uh, let me guys know right now in the chat box, do you guys have a professional Instagram page? Yes, 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 awesome. Okay, and I'm, I'm asking this not based on like an employer trying to look at what you guys do. It's more so so you can start gaining that traction and attracting your right clients, okay? So like, let's say you are from the Naperville area 
and you love doing fashion hair color, you want to make sure on your Instagram page that you are posting pictures about fashion hair color, greens, purples, blues, and that you're also hashtagging fashion color Neighborville, Neighborville colorist. Because the second that you get out of school, no matter what avenue you choose, you have to market yourself to attract the people that you really want to do work on, okay? So having starting a portfolio, Instagram's free. You don't need a website or anything fancy. You just need something that's going to describe your personality a little bit more. Maybe you don't have any before and after pictures yet, which I highly suggest getting in that habit of taking before and after pictures. People wanna know what can you do? What are you capable of? But they also wanna know what your style is. And if you don't have a ton of pictures right now, that's okay, here's my tip. I would um, take other people's pictures that you will be saying, this picture was taken from so-and-so, okay? So like, let's say you, you love doing um, makeup or updos or something. You could take one of my pictures, put it on your page, say this was Jennifer Jade Alvarez, and you could say something in the copy like, I really love this makeup look because I love highlighter. Highlighter is my favorite. My favorite highlighter is yada, yada, yada right now. Maybe you're really into cutting hair, uh, but you don't have a ton of pictures. You could post pictures like some shears that you're going to get eventually when you graduate beauty school. Um, so posting tools, your favorite products, um, taking other people's pictures that are inspiring to you that you would want to create yourself. That's how you can create a really great foundation start to your portfolio, okay? Cool, you guys following along? Okay, so, like I said, I really would advise and, and, and want to, I, I would like to suggest going the salon route is probably the best starting out. You can do all of these different ideas though that we spoke about, right? Um, I, like I said myself, I started out in the salon behind the chair, then I became an educator, um, then I became an independent educator, and then I became a uh, bridal company owner. And then I had a salon suite, and now to most recently a salon owner. So you can see how my journey was a little all over the place. However, that being said, all of those little steps that it took me is how many steps I needed to take to get to where I am today. However, you guys are way smarter than I am, way for more fortunate being at the Pivot Point School that you are at. So I imagine that you're going to get to this visualized destination much faster than I. But... Be creative, dream big, because I know that you guys can do it. Okay, the interview process. How many of you guys are ready to interview? Give me a yes, give me a I don't think so. How do you feel about interviews? What's your thoughts? Yes, yes, we got some confident people. Easy, that's right, Coda. Confident, prepared, love interviews. Yes, but nervous. I'll, I'll tell you a secret. I'm just as nervous as you guys. Okay, and so I think that in the beginning, our first, you know, encounter, our first uh, visit together, it's kind of awkward, right? I mean, like, are you a good fit for me? Am I a good fit for you? I'm, I'm not for sure how this relationship will go, right? I think where we're going to start seeing the interview process go is it's going to be like this. We're going to be on Zoom together for our first meeting, okay? And then from there, then we would take you into the salon. So I want to get you guys more confident into the interviews. I know that, you, that most of you are already um, very confident as well, so I think that's awesome. But just to give you some insight, 
I want you guys to prepare your questions. Honestly, like I said, there's a ton of options out there for you. Start making a list of things that are really important to you. You know, if your vision is, I want to be, um, I want to be fully booked in three years and I also want to be an educator on the road as well. Have that thought planned already and I would introduce it because to me, if I'm interviewing you and you say something so um, audacious like that, I'm like, yes, you're a go-getter. I want you on my team because you know that you um, are deserving of a well-rounded, uh, profitable career. I want people like that on my team. I really don't want people who is like, I just want to work part-time behind the chair, no big deal. I want somebody who wants to like thrive in this industry. I love that. That, But that's me. And it's not, not everybody is like that. And, get, and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. This is such a great career because you could work part-time behind the chair and have a great career and have a family and, and maybe experience that balance. And, and that's great. You have to choose the career path that works for your life. Okay. So have these questions, have these, um, questions prepared to talk to the person that you're interviewing. What's the dress code? What is your expectation of me? What, what about my schedule? Am I going to have to work every single night and weekend? Um, whatever's important to you, jot it down. I highly suggest have a piece of paper already filled out of like your values. What's important to you? Do you want continuing education? Do you want to have a little bit more handholding and getting your career to the next level? Um, or do you kind of want hands off or you just don't want a ton of that interaction? Whatever's important to you, write it down. Now, I also want you to be prepared to have some answers. So when I'm interviewing, I like to, to ask more situational questions. So situational questions would be like, okay, um, Lauren, your client does not like her hair. How are you going to handle that? This situation um, arises all the time. Just be prepared because you know what? I've been doing here since 2002 and I still make mistakes. But you know what? These mistakes are discoveries because if I make a mistake, I don't make that mistake again because I don't like making mistakes. But that's how we learn, okay? If you know how to respond to somebody unhappy, that's golden. That means more to me than, than anything. So make sure that you're prepared to answer a question like that. Um, also, another question that I like to ask is, your client is coming in, your teammate needs a shampoo, what do you do? I, I honestly would wanna know, you know? Um, this shows me where her priorities are, if she's a team player. Um, and so make sure that you have a couple of situational questions that you're going to be able to answer very quickly. It's more so about your personality that I'm wanting to know. Um, in addition, like I said, research the company. I get a ton of resumes and um, I've had a few interviews and I this one interview in particular I will mention because she knew nothing about me. She had no idea my website she didn't know where i was located she didn't even know what she was being interviewed for you know I, honestly i felt like one of those people at the bar where the guys asking chick after chick until somebody says yes i was like okay definitely not hiring you but that's just a really silly mistake to make okay um it's don't waste your time don't waste that other person's time as well um i also would prepare 
some type of either thank you card, thank you email, follow up, okay? If you're doing a ton of um, interviews, maybe something is not the right fit for you, okay? But just to show appreciation and start to build a reputation for yourself, send out a thank you email. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate um, more information and insight to your company. And if you don't want to go that direction, you could very well say something to them and let them know, I decided to go a different way. You know, whatever it is, I think sending a thank you is really good. Um, so I'm gonna tell you um, what I think why people would hire somebody. There's three reasons why, you, why somebody would get hired, okay? It's personality, soft skills, and appearance. But let me explain, okay? So personality. Personality is like your attitude. Are you bringing energy, um, your smile? Uh, are you more outgoing? Are you easy to talk to? Soft skills like leadership, teamwork. Are you accountable? Are you honest? Are you trustworthy? Hard skills would be like cutting hair, updos. Honestly, you guys, I never have somebody come in and um, look at, you know, as far as like being in my salon, if they can cut hair, I don't care. I'll teach it to you. I want to teach you the way I do it, okay? Because you're going to be adapting to my ways because you're in my space. Same thing with other salons. That's how they do it as well. That skill can be taught and nurtured, and it always is, is um, growing if you're always practicing. But your personality, the soft skills, I, I just can't teach that. <laughs> I think that it can be learned if you are really conscious and, and devoted to like maybe reading leadership books and how to be a better team player. Sometimes experience also helps mold and, and shape us into being a better team player. Um, so yes, it can be learned. Um, however, I just... I really don't want to teach that. I want to teach you how to be really good at doing care, so you better just naturally um, have good soft skills, right? And then appearance, okay? We're in the image beauty industry, okay? The hair's got to be done, makeup on, uh, your shirt's got to be clean, and it's got to be tucked, smile, your, your energy, your positivity, like that doesn't cost anything. And I'll tell you right now, in the beginning of my career, I grew up in a small town, not a ton of money. I came up to Naperville and I knew I had this, this job I wanted so bad. You guys, I had no money. I went to a secondhand store to buy my outfit. My shoes were from a garage sale. I had nothing, but I knew I wanted this job so bad that, that I brought everything I had to the interview. And I got it, I got my dream job, right? So you don't have to have a lot, a ton of money to make it happen, okay? You just have to bring everything you have, every energy, your positivity, your vision of having a successful career, that's what you need, okay? And most of us salon owners, we want to provide that career path and opportunity for you, okay? All right, enough about that. Three keys to success. All right, marketing, education, networking. Okay, so, you know, it doesn't matter what avenue that you take your career. It's, you're always going to have obstacles. You're always going to have challenges. You guys, this career is not easy. I know you guys are tough because you're already here. You're already um, making traction, making things happen. But, you know, we're trying to make people feel good inside. We're trying to make them look better outside. It's a lot. You know, but I believe that the keys to success for this industry is 
marketing. You're always going to be marketing yourself. You're always going to be selling yourself on, you know, hey, I do updos. I do makeup. I'd love to do this event for you. I could do a photo shoot for you. I could do um, your wedding for you. You're always going to be talking about it. You're always going to be posting it on your social media. Um, you're going to be, you know, surrounding yourself that, with people that are going to help you get there. Your education, just because you have your license does not mean education stops, okay? There's always something that you need to learn, and it could be business. Um, right now, um, I'm taking an intense marketing class, okay? I could be you could be taking classes on makeup, updos. There's a ton of free education out there, you guys, but you have to go and get it, okay? You have to truly want this. No one is going to do it for you, okay? Um, I always believe in having a mentor, having a coach, um, even the, the greatest artists out there in the industry, they have people that they can turn to and talk to. Networking. Networking is huge, you know? It doesn't matter what, what area that you're going to go into, but you have to put yourself out there. Um, whether that's you're going to, around to your neighborhood, uh, you know, I think after in beauty school, you know, after we have enough of our family as our guinea pigs, right? I think after that, we've got to start outsourcing. Like you need a book of business if, if you know, if you don't have a huge family to support your, um, your lifestyle, then you, not, you need to start networking and getting more people in the door. And how do you do that? It's through networking. You're going to be asking for referrals. Um, networking like in communities, at least in Naperville, we have the Naperville Cha uh, Chamber of Commerce. And this is where business owners from all over the area come in. I mean, we've got lawyers, chiropractors, um, paint and sip shop owners, boutique owners, photographers, people from all sorts of industries. Everyone's needing hair done, right? Cuts, colors, maybe makeup. People have events. This is a perfect opportunity for you to get in front of these people. Um, and a lot of different areas have these chambers. Um, and I think that you will experience a lot of growth and boost of confidence. I know, I remember the first networking event that I went to, we had to give up, stand up and give an elevator pitch. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's basically like a 30 second introduction to who you are. So it goes something like this. I'd stand up and I'd say, Hey everybody, my name is Jennifer Alvarez. I'm the owner of Refined Beauty here in Naperville. I'm also an educator for hairstylists and makeup artists who want to build a successful career with marketing, branding, and networking strategies. Oh my God, you guys, when I first got up and said something like that, I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> but the relationships that came out of this and I was scared, you know, and now when I go into these networking events and I'm, I'm friends with so many people now. I mean, I never thought that I would be like friends with like uh, a realtor or a lawyer, you know, like all of my friends are hairdressers, you know, so it's cool to put yourself in a completely different environment. And I will tell you now, it's been instrumental with growing my book of business, which also will fill my pocket, right? Because um, there's a lot of things that I want to do, like travel to Disney, right? Another thing about networking, you guys, is that, I, I don't know if you've heard this saying before, but you are the equivalent to the five people you spend the most time with, okay? This may be a difficult conversation. Um, when somebody spoke to me about this when I was younger, I realized the people I'm surrounding myself with are not the people that I want to aspire to be like. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are maybe negative or they discourage you, 
or you don't really aspire to be like them, then I would really seriously take a hard look right now who those people are. Yes, maybe we're quarantined and we're at home and so most of us are spending time with family and our puppies. But, you know, who are the people you're following on Snapchat and and Facebook, you know? Are these people encouraging you? Are they are they inspiring you to be better? You know, it when I realized that the people I was hanging out with were not good for me, it was difficult because I mean, these were like my best friends growing up, you know, and I I decided to make that decision that I would love them from afar. And it was very difficult, very hard for me to like push them aside. But I will tell you right now that I'm very happy that I made that decision because it's definitely had brought me to elevated uh, to another level. I've been able to surround myself with different people who want better a better life for themselves, who want to experience what success is, who want to make an impact in the world, who want to help other people. That's who I want to surround myself with because that's who I feel like I deserve. And I believe that you guys deserve the same thing. You have to make the wise decisions and you have to be very careful about who you spend your time with, okay? So those are what I think the three keys to success are. Okay, my final thoughts here. Push yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Success doesn't doesn't just find you. You have to go out and get it. You guys, like I said, no matter what avenue you take, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be challenges. But I believe that you have the opportunity to create yourself success. You have to want it. You have to go out and get it. You have to surround yourself with the right people who are going to lift you to that level that you know that you deserve. I believe that you can have a successful career as a cosmetologist in this industry. Now is such a beautiful time to be in the industry. You have a great support from your school. And I'm just so thankful that I had this opportunity to share this with you. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer.